whoever is listening, guys, welcome back. My name is Grayson Mann. This is the Man with the Plan podcast, episode 81. 81 episodes, guys. I continue to tell you, it's insane how far we've come. Today, we are joined. Joining us today is Marcus Tate, Clemson offensive lineman hailing from Sunrise, Florida. One of the three, only three guys, true freshman offensive linemen to start their first game. And we'll get into that in a second. But today, Marcus is joining us. Man, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Man, thank you for having me, man. It's a blessing. I'm just excited to get to talk with you and just excited for how this goes. And I'm doing well, man. I cannot complain. Just trying to finish strong in school and just, you know, keep living the life I'm living, you know? Absolutely, man. So as we do with all these podcast guests, with players, whether it's beat writers, players, we want to ask them, how do you, Marcus, so how did you get your start with football? And what really clicked with it? Was there a practice where you're like, oh, I could really be there? There's something to this. Or was there an influential figure in your life? Maybe it was a parent. Maybe it was a coach that said, hey, you could really do something with this and you should try to stick with it. Just walk us through that process and early on in life. Just what what got your what? How did you get your start with football? Yeah, so my start with football, I would say definitely came when I was around six years old. Uh, I was a big six year old kid and my mom was like, you're going to play football. And I was like, cool. I like sports as it was because of the video games. So um, so, yeah, but when I when I started playing football, it's funny since I was so big, I was playing with people two years my age. So I'm six years old playing with eight year olds, nine. I was seven year old playing with nine, eight playing with ten. And like I got a little discouraged at first when I was young because I wasn't really playing. Even though I was as big as them, I wasn't like at their mental capacity and how to be aggressive enough to play with them. So I really stopped playing football at like third, second grade. You know, like I was done with football. I didn't didn't play it at all. Um, so. Uh, my first true love and anything I ever loved was basketball, and that's where I went to after. And uh, really what got me on inspiration in the football is really just video games like Madden, Michael Vick. Like those, I just always want, I just, that's what got me into football. But I never really thought of, saw it as like, you know, like where I was going to be good at because I played basketball most of my life. And I love basketball. I played it until like it wasn't, it wasn't necessary for me to play it no more. And yeah, but that's how I got started, man, through just like I just I got back into football, I would say my freshman year of high school. That's when like um I got a little bit bigger. My my body was starting to widen instead of you know this way. Yeah. So, <laughs> um it was just like, you know, I gotta play. And I went from like I if I was like six four to ten to twenty. And then I like ninth grade, I was literally six four, two sixty, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I put on some weight and it was just like it was the right move for me. And just boom, it took off from there. The first year really playing football or O-line at all was when I agreed with I just want to like quickly uh, cut off to something. You mentioned Michael Vick and Madden. Did you ever get to play the uh, Michael Vick in 04 with, uh, where he was just unstoppable? Bro, every Madden he's in, I play. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally my favorite football player of all time. I know it's weird to say that, but like I just, I've always admired him from a kid. Just, he was so good in Madden. Like How could you not like him, you know? unstoppable so you mentioned like that you got back to the football your freshman year and obviously the rest is history as they say so I want you to take me through that recruiting process and with every high school there's like a level of balance we have to find especially we're playing sports or doing extracurricular activities you got to balance SAT which school do I want to go to what's the right fit for me so you being such a highly sound out prospect how did you balance it all what was your process for recruiting because you're one of the top linemen in the country so I'm sure that you got mail nonstop. So walk us through that. Oh uh, yeah. So I mean, I got my first offer in my eighth grade year. And I didn't even play football yet. I was um, I was just 
a guy, a guy from Bowling Green saw a picture of me and he just said, I'm going to offer him just off my side. <laughs> and I didn't even play football. So it was kind of crazy. But uh, the career process for me was, I mean, honestly, like the best thing I could have ever asked for. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, it doesn't really get better than the career process I went through, other than that, I had to go through COVID with all the official visits. But I mean, like, I got my first, so my first offer in my freshman year was Syracuse. And then from Syracuse on, I just started getting like Louisville, Miami. Then I got to Alabama. Uh, Georgia, Florida, and then I got Clemson. It was one of my last one offers and where I'm at now. Um, but how I really just deal with it, I'm really about my business. I'm not really into, like, you know, like, posting. on Like, I posted my offers, but I wasn't bit of showing it off. I wasn't big on, you know, doing – I wasn't – I'm not, like, an overdoing type of guy. I just, you know, keep it simple. I'm about my business. So, you know, I was just, you know, kind of just trying to more worry about playing football and everything else was just far in place because when – you know, I'm trying to worry about recruiting too much. I'm going to stress myself out and trying to take me for what's actually got me here, which is playing football and, what's, and working out to get better every day, you know? So yeah, that was absolutely. Really, for sure. So that's really where my focus was, was definitely just, you know, doing what's in front of me. And then, yeah, everything else was going to hand itself out. And being about the business I am, I committed early in my 11th grade year. So Yeah, and it's the best is the standard here, we say, at Clemson. So it certainly fits in line with being a part of just being about your business and who you are certainly. So there's a lot of high school prospects and I'm sure if you're watching the show and you're going through that recruiting process, it can be stressful. So Marcus, if you could give maybe a couple bits of advice to someone that's potentially watching this, they're trying to balance all that mail. They're trying to figure out what's the best fit for me. What would you say to a a recruiting prospect right now that's going through what you did? What advice would you have for them? I would say just really just look at it for what it is. Like, you know, it's a, this is your rewards of, you know, all the hard work you do to get these offers and you need to enjoy that. And that's like, and you don't have to it's really based off your personality. If you're really a chill guy, you're about your business, you know what you want to do, like really lock that in. Cause that's, that's consistency over life. You know, you're going to continue to be doing that with every decision you make. So I just say like, when you make the decision, you know, this is something that you're consistently going to think about when you're making big decisions. And I said, just enjoy it, man. If you want to, you know, like it's, it's literally a great opportunity. Like you literally get to go around the whole country they're going to show you the nicest things in the world. They're going to, you know, sweet talk you. And it's cool, man. You enjoy that. You deserve that. So I would say just anybody that's coming out, just enjoy it, man. Don't think of it as like it's any type of burden. It's, it's a it's a reward. You know what I'm saying? It's a blessing from God. So, yeah. Yeah. It's more like the fruits of your labor. It's kind of enjoying like everybody. You're, you're like the center of attention. Like coaches like Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney are just treating you like royalty. So I feel like anyone should try to enjoy that and take for what it's worth because it's a super rare opportunity. I feel like. You don't really get that ever again, unless NFL and stuff like that. But so, Marcus, what led you to choose Clemson as your home for the future? Obviously, we have talked in this interview already about the amount of offers you've gotten. You mentioned schools like Alabama with Nick Saban, who a lot like there's a lot of pull that way. So what was it about Dabo Sweeney? What was it about Clemson's culture? What led you to make this decision to call Clemson your home? Oh, yeah. So I definitely where it started off was like I was just really excited to get off. I really wanted it. And. Like, I was one of those people that said, like, they they offer people their junior year, like, after they've done four semesters of high school kind of type of thing, something like that. And, like, they just, you know, they just don't offer anybody. That's why they take so long to offer. I don't know, like, the time, but I do know, like, they take a while because they want to see if you're the type of person for the program. And I really wanted to be that person. Like, I was just, <laughs> like, I really want this. I don't have it yet. You know, this is something I'm going to get. And so um, Coach V, he was my recruiting area coach, and I built a good relationship with him for, like, my freshman year to on and then he got me to visit um after my sophomore spring i mean after yeah born in the junior year 
and I, I mean, that was probably the best business I had been on up to that point. You know, like I was, and it wasn't like, you know, they're not, it's not like Clemson's just like this crazy area with all these cities and everything. So like what they showed me was really real. I really felt like they were being like hundred percent authentic and genuine with me. And they weren't just like gas, you know, cause they, they weren't really, they were, we'll be real with you. And that's what I need. That's what I'm about. That's how I respond best to people that be real with me. And so like, I fell in love with it from there. And then I came for the Texas A&M game and I'm talking about like, I committed maybe like an hour after being in the game. Like I was like, I didn't say anything. That's when I knew I was going there. Cause I, I looked at, they were on the Hill going about to go down. And I'm over here in the recruiting section, just looking at everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody. And I'm over here getting the chills out my life. And I was like, yeah, I got to go here. Like, yes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, I was so absolutely. Yeah, I, I was I'm so telling pumped. you, I'm telling you, Marcus, I, every single game, even if it's like South Carolina state and it's like, Oh, we're going to, this, this, this one's wrapped up before it starts. I'm like chills. Are, like, I'm running. It's just like, you can't beat that feeling. So I do want to ask you, what was it like to go from watching it to being a part of that tradition of walking down the hill, running and everybody in their back of their mind, almost saying, please, nobody get hurt. But at the same time, you're just having that experience, that moment Dabo, has started running a four two forty, just spring across the field. We love that. <laughs> love yeah, to that see it. Cool. How is that? How what's that experience like? Man, so I remember the first. So the first time I seen it, you know, the chills are crazy. It's all over your body. Now it times out by like five, and that's what it's like. <laughs> you're actually running down the hill, and it's you. But I remember like in my process because it was a South Carolina State game, and I was just going down like, damn, like this is this is what you made for. Like this is what this is all that you work for, and just go take it. And I just remember like just getting the chills. I looked at the sky, you know, I thank God, and I just ran down the hill. Now, I, was, I wasn't trying to do too much. Yeah, I wasn't trying to fall, but, I mean, it was literally the best one I've had. You know, like, it was just so exhilarating. Yeah, they something that, like, everybody tells me, they're like, why is it, like, every single time? I have, I've had a couple of friends come down for these kind of games. I think it was the BC game. I brought mm-hmm. somebody from Auburn, and they were like, man, this is different. <laughs> this yeah. is certainly something, especially that nighttime atmosphere. It's just, ugh, you can't beat it. You certainly can't beat it. So I want to talk about your time with Coach Sweeney. And I've talked on the podcast, guys. We've talked with Bear Carter, Bo Collins about their interactions with Dabo Sweeney. And they've said that he's exactly he, the transparency, the genuine, just what Dabo is on TV. You definitely get that behind the scenes. But Marcus, what would you add to that? What would you say that Dabo is like behind the scenes? What is Coach Sweeney like? Is it like that transparency? Is it that guy? Because a lot of people in the media tend to skew it a little bit, I feel. So give us your uh, your take on what your experience with Coach Sweeney has been like. I mean, I mean, I love it. You know, he's a really great dude. Um, and the one thing I love about Coach Sweeney, I think what everybody needs in this world is consistency. I mean, he is consistent. You know, he is he has a foundation. He has you know, and he he runs on that foundation every day, which is his faith is in God, and that's where his identity's at. And he, that's how he lives his life. He lives for Him, and you can see it. And he's so consistent with it that it's almost like, you know, you know what you're going to get out of him. And he's just so, and he, he has more to offer, more than what you already know you're going to get out of him. You know what I'm saying? He's just one of those type of guys. And for me personally, like one thing I admire about Coach Sweeney is he's just very real. Like he never he keeps it straight and he's he's a very emotional. So like I would say he's emotional in that sense because like you really you really feel like he cares about like what I'm doing on the field and my progression. And I, I really like that. And that's something that I admire him for because – you know, some people just want you to be better for the goodness of the team. But I really feel like for him, like he really cares because he was stressing it to me. And it was something that, like, you know, we had to talk about. So, yeah, definitely that. Yeah, something that, like, whenever anybody meets Davos Winnie, you just kind of feel like he's a uh, – you've known him forever. And I, there was a, a moment from a Clemson football camp that I was – when I was a freshman, I had actually broken my arm. 
and I wasn't able to do anything. So I, they managed to have me meet Damo Sweeney and just like the five minutes that I had with him, it was, I was not only starstruck, but I was like, man, this is a really good guy. Like, I don't know any other coaches. There'd be like, they're trying to figure out this football camp. I think Trevor Lawrence was there and all that. They're trying to figure everything out and just that interaction with them. But I want to talk now about Marcus, your first season in Clemson and just, man, what a season it was. You get to not only start your first game as a Tiger against the eventual national champions in Georgia, which that game was unreal. I was there, the atmosphere, back from COVID and all of that. Like, ooh, it was crazy. And then the team progresses to a 10-win team. They win the Cheez-It Bowl against Iowa State, and they really transform their identity into a power run team. And they were really able to have success there. Kobe Pace, Will Shipley, and the offensive line really drove the offense home along with a successful defense. So, Marcus, what was this first season like for you? What did you take away from it? And just all the moments that kind of came together. Just describe that for us. Yeah, so this season for me was really just like like one like no other. Like I don't think like not, not a lot of people get that experience that I had. Like definitely starting my first game against the University of Georgia, like it was the craziest thing in the world. Like you could if you asked me that day, like I'm like, oh my God, this is my blowing. Like, it was so crazy. But I mean, really, this season for me it was really an up and down battle. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had my ups. I had a lot of downs. And for me, what I've been trying to do now is just really take it as a learning experience because, you know, I played, you know, almost 600 snaps as a freshman. And, I, you know, not all the snaps were good. And I have to, you know, just progress from that. So I'm trying to learn from everything I learned from the season, emotionally, mentally, and physically, you know, all that. And that's something that, like, I really had – that was really put to the test this season. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, how I feel about it, I mean, I feel good. You know, obviously, you know, saying you want to have a perfect season and not everybody does and you don't. But, I mean, you know, for the most part, I'm just glad that I had the opportunity. You know, that's one thing I've always been trying to be grateful for is just opportunity, you know, wherever it is and not really for what it is, just the opportunity to do something, you know, saying because not everybody gets that, you know, and I have this very rare opportunity to play something that I love, you know, just that's what I, that's, I can't, you know, take that for granted. Um, and then with everything else, like with – as we got through with the season, I mean, O-line just – we had to step up. That was one thing. At the beginning of the season, I don't feel like we was there strong. And we were like, you know what, we got to grow up. And, you know, a lot of leaders like Matt Balcourse and Jordan McFadden, like they just – they're like, you know, we got we to gotta strap up. Like it's, it's, it's about time. We got to get serious. And we wanted to put it on our backs because we were struggling in the past game a little. And then it happens. And, you know, I think like that gave us a lot of confidence – towards the end of the season and going into this next season. Like, you know, like we feel good about the run game and we feel good about the pass game. And that's just one thing like we needed was just confidence. You know, when, you know, we got a love guard, we have so many different lineups this year. Like, you know, there's so many, you know, different like things that we have to do every game. It's a different game plan with who's in. It's a lot. So, I mean, I just think like where we're at now, we have so much confidence where we're at now with people that have played and we just want to build on that and just, you know, get off to a good start next season. Yeah, absolutely. It's just key that like, this year, it feels like everyone's kind of, and I hate to use this term, they're sleeping on Clemson, even though despite like rankings that have come out, they were in the top five consistently. But it feels like people have taken their eye off of the Tigers, which is actually kind of nice in a way. But in this new season, it's going to mark a transition. It's the first time in a long time that we've had different coordinators. You replace Tony Elliott, you got Brandon Streeter, you bring in Wes Goodwin to replace Brett Venables, who Tony Elliott and Brett Venables, for those who don't know, have taken head coaching jobs at Virginia and Oklahoma. So, Marcus, how does it feel to be a part of this new era that marks this? It's a new chapter in Clemson football, and we got a little bit of a taste for it in the chick in the Cheez-It Bowl. Very successful, if I may add. So what has the spring been like with these new guys at the helm and how have you really progressed as a more of a unit? Yeah, so if you mean how I feel about this new era, I would say 
I mean, you know, everybody wants to build their own legacy. You know, I want Coach Sweeney to talk to the old teams about the team I was on and what we were the type of guys that we are. So that's, you know, that's definitely where I want to be a part of. I don't want to, you know, the people keep talking about 2018 and, you know, I want us to talk about the years I was there and when all my brothers are on that team. Like, that's important to me. So that's something how I look at that. And just like with everything else, I mean, like, yeah, you just you just accept change and you got to be able to adapt. And that's where I stand with that for sure. Um, and then with all these new guys, I mean, we got some loaded freshmen. I mean, Blake Miller, Adam Randall. I mean, these dudes are freaks. Like, I mean, they they're good people off the field and on the field. They're like they're just monsters like Blake Miller. I mean, he's just natural born monster. Like he he's he's the guy to me. <laughs> and Adam Randall. I mean, he's just explosive, you know, and he's strong and he's. He's mature. He's, you know, he's more mature, and he has things to work on like all freshmen do. But, I mean, I was really, you know, with the new pieces in K, like, I, I was really – was, it was really encouraging to see him do that well, you know? Yeah, especially the spring game marks that, like, time where not everybody's going to play. We had a couple starters out, the offensive line group. They, everything gets split up, so it's kind of like a glorified practice, but we all get to watch. So yeah. we get that insider feel, and a lot of these new guys are stepping up and making big plays. So it's really, really nice to see. And I think it's going to be really – just really interesting to see how it all develops in the fall. And we, we keep talking about the spring. And so I want you to add to what um, we keep referencing former interviews with like Bo Collins, Barrett Carter. They said they had nothing but positive things to say about Clemson in the spring and how you guys have progressed. They said that we're had a schedule that we're loving on each other. We're doing all these little things and it's all coming together really well. What would you add to that? And how has the spring been so far for Clemson? Man, Clemson spring has been great. I mean, honestly, it was a really exciting spring, especially for the offense. I think one thing different about this offense is our intensity is there. You know, Coach Streeter brings it every day. He's consistent with it, and we listen, and we bought in. And that's something, like, you know, I really admire about Coach Streeter because he, he was able to grab it for the first time he got the job, you know. And that's something that I really like, that everybody's just locked into what he's saying and what he's doing. And I just feel like, you know, we're way more mature this year. Like, a lot of people that are playing this year played last year, and that's something that we didn't have last year. And that's – it's really – it's really good and it's really exciting to see. And like spring has been going well. I feel like for the most part, everybody had a pretty decent spring. So yeah, that's where I stand with that. Yeah, man. It's just, it's really, really exciting. I honestly cannot wait. It's this this period after the draft is like that dead period in football where I'm just like any news possible, I'm just waiting for it. So I'm really excited for the fall. It's gonna be fantastic. So personally for you, what are your goals going into 2022 this new season? It's going to be really you, – you've made so many strides your freshman year. You played a lot of snaps, like you said, ups and downs. What are you looking to do in 2022? Is it more of a team-oriented goal, or do you have some personal just numbers potentially in mind for you that you want to reach in this new season? Yeah, so from a whole you know standpoint, like, yeah, I definitely want to win a national championship. That's something I want to do with my brothers. I feel like, you know, we really want it this year. So that's definitely something I want. Um, and for me personally, I just – I want to show that, you know, I belong out there and that I'm – I'm that guy. So I really, one of my birth goals is being an American, you know, simple, you know, I bet I'm trying to bet on myself. I'm aiming high and that's where I feel like I could be. If I do, if I play and work to my potential, that will happen. So that's something the goal is just, you know, being an all American and also just being consistent. And that's something everybody got to work on. Anybody can have good plays, but if you're consistently with these good plays, what matters. And that's what I, that's the type of player I want to be. I want to be a consistent player and I want to be able to move around the whole line. Like, you know, like I'm very, I feel like I'm a very versatile. I'm play on both sides. And that's just something I really want to improve on is be able to show that I can play, I can show my, you know, uh, my value, you know, because not, you know, some people can only play one position. If I can play, you know, at least four of them, like, you know, that has value to my game, I won't be able to show that. Yeah. So like different plays, you can be like, hey, Marcus, we need you to pull on this play instead of potentially doing this. 
So the more things that you can do, the better it is for the team, better for the offense, be able to dial some different things up, which is really just value. Like you said, it's valuable to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the uh, things that with you, Mark, this new, we talk about new eras, new transitions, the NIL, it is certainly one of the big selling points and there's no pun intended with that one, but there's, it's the big selling point with college football. Now, starting last summer, college athletes were able to be compensated. They're able to use a name, image, and likeness. So Marcus, what has it been like for you, especially as a freshman, this was the Guinea pig year in a lot of ways. How is it for you? Are there anything that you want to share with the audience? Anything you potentially can or want to advertise? Because here, this podcast is a very large Clemson audience and love to help you out, man, in any way possible. I mean, nah, man, I'm just, I'm really just taking it step by step. I didn't rush into the NIL process. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm just trying to be focused, you know, like when it came about, you know, it was my freshman year and I'm, you know, about to start. So I'm worried about really before fall camp, I wasn't worried about, you know, getting a marketing agent and I was just really just worried about locking in, getting on the field because, you know, what I, my play will build my brand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, that's what I was more worried about is just getting on the field and trying to do my thing. So now, like, you know, I'm looking into a little bit, but nothing too crazy, man. I'm just chilling. I'm obviously just still focused and, you know, on a straight path. Yeah. Cause it's something that like for a lot of players like yourself, the play will, the play will eventually, it'll be more like a domino effect. The better you play, it'll just come naturally because the people will see you pancake a defensive lineman in like the ACC championship. And they'll be like, oh, we got to get Marcus in this commercial or something like that. So the play will eventually, it'll build around itself, like you said. And you're all about your business, man. So I'm sure that you're going to have a lot of opportunities and you probably already do. So it's really exciting to see. So just want to do a couple of rapid fire questions, some more fun stuff before we wrap up the show. And we're just going to... Re- going to get really funny, so don't don't feel like you just get ready to go. Okay, so yeah. so far in your career, has there been a favorite place or a favorite team that you've played? Favorite team that I've played, definitely. Uh, that's tough. <laughs> I'd say Iowa State, man. That game was fun. So definitely, and my Crips for you, definitely how Iowa State or Georgia. I mean, I know it was a tough game, but I mean, like, I'm a freshman playing against, you know, the yeah. <laughs> Had to be national chance. Like, you know, I was dope, you know? So. Yeah. I, it was like the kickoff game. So everybody was watching. It was really a, it, it was a close game too. Everyone was like, oh man, it was like, guys, it was close. It was to the very end. So like, it, but anyway, favorite play for you? Was there a play that you remember from this season or it could be from high school? Cause we can, we can try to pull it up and try to advertise it. <laughs> but uh, did you just completely annihilate somebody off of a pole or did it like, was there a play where you were able to hold your ground and it ended up producing a big play? Walk us through that. I mean, yeah, I had a couple of plays. Like, I had, like, these two screen plays, one against Florida State and uh, UConn, where, like, you know, I completely watched the dude out and, you know, made the, I made the play keep going on. Um, I have a couple of plays on outside run, get into linebacker and just, you know, dig him in the ground. So, it's a couple of things like that. But I'm not really got to boost my boat, you know, spent, like, you know, I just, you know. It's, keep just, what, it's just what you do. It's just what you do. So I, this is one of the, uh, yeah. (laughs) So out of the offensive line group or really anybody that you know, or close with on the team, who has the most character? Who's someone that you can walk in? If you're not having the best of days, you're like, man, if I need a laugh, this is the guy I need to go to. Uh, I would have to say easily Ryan Lithicum. Um, He is by far the funniest dude on the old line. He's just hella goofy and he's just (laughs) consistent and like he's consistent with it. And you know, you know what you get out of him. He's a really like positive dude. He's a really good dude. That's one thing I really mean. Like he's a really good dude at heart. Like he's always there, got your back. 
But uh, yeah, he's a goofball, man. He, he, he always gives good vibes to the locker room. So definitely Ryan Lipton. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We got two more and the, we didn't really cover these, but I think we, we're going to have a pretty solid answer. So you said your goal was to win the national championship. Why will Clemson win the national championship this year? Because we already, we already written. It's already written. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, okay. National champions now, and you know, that's how we believe and that's what we see. So that's how we move, you know? So that's why. Bold prediction. Hey, if anyone, if any of these analysts want to see a prediction for, for ser- <laughs> for real, Check out this interview with Marcus Tate because he's got it engraved. He spoke it into existence to quote LeVar Ball. I think that's something LeVar Ball probably said. But so, Marcus, the NBA playoffs are here. Do you have an NBA finals prediction? I have an NBA finals prediction. I'm feeling uh, this is it's a tough, it's a tough playoff this year because like every team, a lot of teams are good, but I think I'm feeling. I want to say I'm, I'm going to go with Heat. And yeah, I'm I'm from I'm from Fort Lauderdale, so I might be a little biased to them. <laughs> but I'm feeling heat and who's on the West that could come out potentially. Um I would say the Suns, but without Devin Booker, it's 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 a tough thing, you know, to really give them, you know, the edge. And the Warriors are playing light side right now. Yeah, it's tough. It really is. And the, the Mavericks could do something if they uh, catch the pal- if they catch the Suns on a they get Doncic back. That could be something. Right. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to have to say – I think the Suns going to pull that out this series, so I'm going to say Suns the Heat. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you something, Marcus. I'm a big Boston Celtics fan, so I got already a problem with your Eastern prediction. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't like the Celtics, man, but, I mean, they're balling right now. Yeah. Like, they, it's crazy. They're playing it's- great defense. I've, this is the first time in my life that I've ever seen Kevin Durant uncomfortable on the basketball court. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good. No, nah, no, nah, y'all should definitely y'all. I still got them in seven though. No ah, uh, <laughs> all right. Let's just let's just let's forget about that. We'll we'll let that one slide, Marcus. We'll let that one slide. But guys, that was our podcast interview with Clemson offensive lineman Marcus Tate. Marcus, you've been an absolute just blast to have on the show, man. Thanks for everything, bro, and thanks for just a great interview. Would you have anything you want to add before we wrap up? I just want to say like, thank you to you for having me here. Like, I really enjoy talking with you. I love conversation. I love you giving me the opportunity to do that. And I just hope that everybody enjoys this podcast. You know, so I love y'all. And y'all have a good night, good day, whatever. God bless you. Yes, sir. As I was at our podcast interview with Clemson offensive lineman Marcus Tate, subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can find the full interview. You can see us emote in that conversation. Or if you're on the road, on your way to work, you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast, subscribe for more, leave us a five-star review, have a fantastic week or like weekend, wherever, whenever you're listening, really. But as always, have a great day and take care.